Hey, thanks for listening to the Daily Walk podcast. Just want to remind you that if you have any questions, any thoughts, any comments, or any prayer requests, you can go online to the Boulder Church website, which is at boulder.church. Send them along. We'd love to hear from you. Otherwise, look after each other and live love. Good morning. It is Sunday, May 5. Welcome to Daily Walk. I'm Becky DeOliveira. And I'm Jafet DeOliveira. And uh, it is a brand new series called The The New Humanity that we're in. We are in uh, the third week, Worshippers, um, a new text as well. And so I get to pray for the text, pray for our uh, process right now, and uh, let me pray for today. Heavenly Father, thank you for today. Thank you for the brand new week. Thank you for this new passage. Uh, we ask, for Lord, for your blessing and your wisdom and your guidance. Uh, give us new insights and applications in our life. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So I try to explain every Sunday what this podcast is all about and what it is. It's a companion to the email Daily Walk, which is a daily devotional that accompanies the sermon series that we're doing that comes out of Boulder Church, but a number of other churches follow the same passage. So we have a a passage of scripture every week that the sermon is focused on, and each day in the Daily Walk, the written version, um, a different writer for each series, or sometimes one will do it for several weeks, will write a reflection based on just thoughts that they have about the passage. And we read it and look at it in different translations every day with the idea that we'll get different insights as we do that. So there are also recalibrate questions every day. And what we do on this podcast is read the scripture in the given translation for the day and then discuss the question. Sounds great. Yep. Without further ado, today I'm reading John chapter 4, verses 1 through 26. Today is in the English Standard Version, ESV. Great story. Subheading, Jesus and the woman of Samaria. Now, when Jesus learned that the Pharisees had heard that Jesus was making and baptizing more disciples than John, although Jesus himself did not baptize, but only his disciples, he left Judea and departed again for Galilee, and he had to pass through Samaria. So he came to a town of Samaria called Sychar, near the field that Jacob had given to his son Joseph. Jacob's well was there, so Jesus, wearied as he was from his journey, was sitting beside the well. It was about the sixth hour. A woman from Samaria came to draw water. Jesus said to her, Give me a drink. For his disciples had gone away into the city to buy food. The Samaritan woman said to him, How is it that you, a Jew, ask for a drink from me, a woman of Samaria? For Jews have no dealings with Samaritans. Jesus answered her, If you knew the gift of God and who it is that is saying to you, Give me a drink, you would have asked him and he would have given you living water. The woman said to him, Sir, you have nothing to draw water with, and the well is deep. Where do you get that living water? Are you greater than our father Jacob? He gave us the well and drank from it himself, as did his sons and his livestock. Jesus said to her, Everyone who drinks of this water will be thirsty again, but whoever drinks of the water that I give him will never be thirsty again. The water that I give him will become in him a spring of water welling up to eternal life. The woman said to him, Sir, give me this water so that I will not be thirsty or have to come here to draw water. Jesus said to her, Go, call your husband and come here. The woman answered him, I have no husband. Jesus said to her, You were right in saying, I have no husband, for you have had five husbands, and the one you have now is not your husband. What you have said is true. The woman said to him, Sir, I perceive that you are a prophet. 
Our fathers worshipped on this mountain, but you say that in Jerusalem is the place where people ought to worship. Jesus said to her, Woman, believe me, the hour is coming when neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem will you worship the Father. You worship what you do not know. We worship what we know, for salvation is from the Jews. But the hour is coming and is now here when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and truth, for the Father is seeking such people to worship him. God is spirit, and those who worship him must worship in spirit and truth. The woman said to him, I know that Messiah is coming, he who is called Christ. When he comes, he will tell us all things. Jesus said to her, I who speak to you am he. I like the end. That's great. Yeah. It's good. All right, so Pastor Tim Gillespie is the one who wrote the Daily Walk, and I want to encourage you to read it. Uh, Hopefully you got it by email already. You've already read it yourself. And uh, you looked at the recalibrate questions and processed it yourself as well. If not, you can go online to Boulder Church at boulder.church forward slash daily and read it yourself there and sign up as well to receive it by email. Here is the question for today. Have you had a transformative experience in worship? What happened that made it so meaningful? Have you been able to have that experience again? Hmm. What about you? Oh, all the time. All the time you have a transformative experience in worship? Yeah. Yeah, I'm kind of I'm kind of blessed with this. I mean, for me, uh, well, first of all, I enjoy going to church, and uh, there are weeks when it is really transformative, and weeks when not so transformative. But more often than not, it is transformative. In fact, I was just thinking, I mean, thinking about this right now. I'm thinking about Easter, uh, the whole week leading up to it, and uh, that Sabbath morning, and just a, a phenomenal moment it was just reflecting who christ is and what he's done and everything i mean just it was a great weekend and great sabbath and great worship that moment and then there are other moments i was i was talking to a friend of mine just uh um two nights ago and uh, he was telling me that he went to the grand canyon Mm. right uh so uh he was there with uh it was aaron aaron and he, he went to the grand canyon with his father and with another friend of his and uh and uh, he said, oh, it was amazing and it was inspiring. And I said, oh, and it was pretty much like, you know, a worship experience for him, you know, an encounter yeah. with God. It was great. And, uh, and I said, well, I've never been to the Grand Canyon, you know. My wife, Becky, and the boys have, but I've never been. I feel that way about commentaries. <laughs> <laughs> wow. And I, you I probably I, need I, to go to the Grand Canyon <laughs> just, just for comparison. Nah. Compare it with a commentary and see if you notice any difference. See if I notice any difference? Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. might, no, you I might mean, notice look, some differences. It's bigger. It's bigger? A little bit bigger? A little bit bigger than your average commentary, I'd say. Than yeah. the average commentary. Mm-hmm. I feel that sometimes I can read the text and I'm just like, oh man, that's just. So do you think of reading commentaries then as worship? Yeah, for me, sometimes I'm just, I'm in awe. Okay. It depends, you know, what insights I feel the text, because for me, a commentary is actually just allowing me to spend some time reflecting a little bit more and asking myself deeper questions with God about what the text is actually saying. Mm -hmm. But yeah. So they do, they do happen, and uh, and they can happen often, and they can happen so again. So, what do you think it is that makes these kinds of things meaningful? What aspects have to be there in order for worship to be meaningful? I think your attitude, or to replicate it, because then there's that question about it. So, yeah. if you think if you have the right attitude, that you'll always have a worshipful well, experience. Well, I think that actually makes a difference, but it, uh, I think that's actually important. Hmm. I think we have to come with the right mind as well, mm-hmm. receptive mind. Um, I think that people can go to the Grand Canyon and uh, maybe just drive by it. 
Yeah. I mean, that's definitely I've true. seen I've seen great things in life, you know, uh, been to great sites and been to amazing cities and seen beautiful scenes or seen great art and ignore it. And I've been to great places and just been in awe. And I think it depends when you allow yourself to appreciate what you actually have before you. Well, then what about the fact that worship is so frequent? Doesn't that run the risk of becoming kind of ho-hum, that it's the same, uh, same? I like my because meals. You know, yeah, I know. But what I'm saying is if you can even see something one time and not be very impressed by it, then seeing yeah. something all the time or ha- I, having it happen all the time, you're probably not kind of awestruck by a meal oh, every single time. I'm not awestruck by every meal, right. but it is way more often than I enjoy them. Okay. And I think that it's the same, you know, like people who, you know, um, go for walks or have great conversations or... Uh, when I drive to work, I, I actually enjoy when I'm driving to work and I see the mountains and I kind of like the view. It's mm. beautiful. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, it's pretty fantastic. So it is it is good. So let me uh, repeat the question one more time. Have you had a transformative experience in worship? What happened that made it so meaningful? And have you been able to have that experience again? Well, uh, think about that, my friends. Look after each other, live love, and we will connect tomorrow. Thanks for your support for the Daily Walk podcast. Wherever you are in the world, we just want to let you know that we're praying for you and we're glad that you're praying for us too. If you can help us out by giving online, then please go to boulder.church forward slash give and help this ministry actually make an effect on others as well. Keep us in your prayers, look after each other and live love.